like I told you all last week, keep it a little bit Christmassy around here during December. All my everyday jams are going to be Christmas songs because I've been listening to some Christmas music. Tis so the I'm, season. Tis the season. So ho, ho, ho. Don't, don't you call me that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Hey, howdy, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to Mike's Monday Jams, the official podcast for music appreciators everywhere. Today we're going to be talking about Shotgun Rider by the artist Patrick Droney. Let's get it. We've got the Monday Jam for December 11th, 2023. As always, you've got MC and EC here. Um, MC a little under the weather. EC now on top of the weather from last week. Yep. So how about that? I'm crushing that weather, brother. Crushing it. Crushing it. Um, and so today we're on our second of three-part reflecting on the year series. Uh, of course, last week we digested our Spotify wraps. Um, today we're going to be talking about our favorite albums that were released this year, um, and then next week we will be counting down our top three concert experiences from the year, because we okay, had, okay, had, tease. had many, and uh, we uh, have a lot, to, a lot to say about that, so looking looking forward to that. So, um, But today's Monday Jam, brought to you by Patrick Droney, Shotgun Rider. Um, and so we're, we're going to do our, our top three for albums of the year, but of course, you know, we alluded to it in a, in a previous top three, you got to mention the honorable mentions before <laughs> you start the countdown because people who mention the honorable mentions before they mention one, then it makes it seem like, you know, the honorable mentions were in contention to be number one mm-hmm. and that's not true. So a first honorable mention for me, um, would have to be the album One More Time by the band Blink-182. Um, recently came out um, and is perhaps one of the best quote-unquote comeback albums for any band. Um, there were a lot of folks who thought Tom DeLonge would never ever return to the band. Um, and then with um, Mark Hoppus recovering effectively from, from blood cancer, they kind of they recouped. They made a reunion, um, and it's it's a really good album that kind of gets back to a lot of the roots of the band, and it's it's got some really good songs. So check out one more time as our first honorable mention. not the biggest fan of, of one more time i mean it's not for me no but that's okay that's nah, it's okay we'll move on um coming at number two for our second honorable mention we're gonna do um but here we are by the foo fighters came back out or came out in um june of this past year um and another bands that folks thought were just going to be completely done um with the tragic passing of their drummer um taylor hawkins um it's one of those it's like how do you move on from from that event, one, but two, like, he was such a a synonymous image of the band. Like, when you thought of Foo Fighters, like, obviously you thought of, one, you thought of Christopher Walken introducing the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters! Foo Fighters. Two, you thought of Dave Grohl, um, and then three, you thought of Taylor Hawkins. And so it was like, how can you move on when somebody 
is gone that was just so synonymous with the band's image um but there are some some really good tracks on the here we are um so go listen to it Last but not least, third honorable mention will go to Where the Light Goes by Matchbox 20. Um, all around, just just a kind of okay album, but it's got <laughs> some really good singles on it, um, and it's it's worth checking out, and it kind of brought brought them back um, yeah. this year. And obviously and, we, we were happy about that. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, the new music, like sure, it had some good singles, but it, it caused you to go listen to the other stuff too. Yeah, like um, Mad Season. Yeah, so um, go check out Where the Light Goes by Matchbox 20. Sometimes I'm standing where I want to be. Sometimes I But before we get into our countdown, just reflecting on this year of new music and like, how did you feel about music this year that was released this year? Oh, Um, well, as we know from last week's episode, I have difficulty moving on from uh, music. So very true. I'm not Um, as good about picking up on new music as you are um, and, and being like, oh, this album's coming out. Um, I will sometimes y'all like listen if I know something's coming out I will wait like Thursday at midnight to at least listen to like the first half of it if not the whole thing um right as it comes out and honestly I think the only time I have ever done that is when Panic at the Disco was still a band (laughs) tragic (gasps) it's okay try to pull it through you can do it and I would stay up and they're there, there are several albums that I witnessed being released. I was excited and prepared. To I think it's like to. a cool experience to have, like to stay up to midnight and like listen to it, um, because you know there's only like few select people who are also doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's just like you might be sharing, you know, this kind of unspoken community with a bunch of strangers you don't know, um, as a result of just this this new album drop. So. Very true. I do remember one time when I was younger, I don't remember who it was for, but I remember like staying up to listen to something or maybe honestly, maybe it was like a YouTube video and I didn't realize that YouTube videos could be posted um, any time of the day and I thought they always came out uh, the day of, but I remember waiting and staying up for something and then it like didn't come out and I was really upset about it. That's tough. But I was probably, uh, I was probably misinformed. (laughs) It happens. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like there wasn't a lot of new music this year, at least not by a lot of artists that we necessarily um, ride with. Like, I mean, the the top three is for me at least is artists that we all ride with. But um, as far as like new music, it didn't feel like it was a very plentiful landscape of of new albums to choose from. But also, didn't feel like there were any magnum opuses released. Right, like there was some really good yeah. stuff, but nothing that was like earth shattering. Like, whoa. You know, I would agree. So, uh, you know, of course, Taylor Swift re-released, you know, what, two of her albums this year or two or three? And, like, I would argue those are the most earth-shattering releases of the year. But even then, they're, you know, it they wasn't new. They were already out. Yeah, it wasn't new songs. <laughs> I know she added, like, some stuff well, to it, but. Well, no, Midnight's came out last year, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. That just goes to show you how much we know. But <laughs> I would argue like those were probably the only earth-shattering releases, but yeah. even then they weren't contributing much new. So I think it was a very interesting year for new music. And if you 
had something in particular that you really love this year, feel free to drop it in the comments. Share with us. Um, stop being so selfish. Let, it, let <laughs> us in on the jams, okay? Um, but yeah, I feel like it was it was a bit of a struggle to come up with this list when I initially sat down to reflect. You know, honestly, number one thing I'm thinking, I feel like we're always witnessing Thomas Rhett release an album, and he didn't do it this year. And I That's kind of true. And I think that that could be part of why but we're like, nobody's releasing new music. He released the... Um, the compilation thing. The yeah, and it had a song ones. with Big Mo on it. Yeah, and it was just fine. Riley Green's fine. new album was also just fine. Kojo's yeah. new album is really good, but it, it hasn't good. been out that long. No, so we haven't had enough time to marinate with it. I don't. No, think. and I almost put it as an honorable mention, but for that reason specifically, didn't. We can um, say it's an honorable mention for me. Sure, it's like a junior okay. honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a Miss E honorable mention. Yeah. How about? Wow, you guys, I'm making my way up on the pod. I know, wow, how about that? <laughs> Don't get too crazy over there. Um, but, alas, let's roll into the top three. Hopefully you were able to listen to some of these this year. Um, and if not, then you should listen to them because um, there were, were some pretty great releases. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I can start so then your number one is last. Okay, there we go. There we go. What's probably what we've done every time. Yeah, it is. Probably. <laughs> you know, I've, I'm still. I got that head cold, so I'm still like it's okay. Not, it's okay. not thinking correctly. So. Um, but my number three is Memory Lane by Old Dominion. Um, if y'all remember from last week, Freedom Like You was my number three song of the year. choice um so you know i i really like that they the only thing i didn't like about this album was they released it so in like parts this is a slowly. this is a pet peeve that em and i have and especially this has been noticeable in country but then same hotel did this um yes. where they like almost released the album in like two or three eps and then all of a sudden throw it all together with like two or three new and they're songs. like we have a new album and it's like i've heard every song already it's yeah. not a new album and i don't know <laughs> I think because they started they started with a single, then it was like a memory memory lane sampler with four songs, and then it became like memory lane with eight songs, and then it was like, <laughs> hey, this is an actual album. And I think it's got like fifteen or something on it, like the full release. But it's like, bro, and so it has these like three different covers. It's it's kind of crazy. yeah, a little confusing for sure. And um, I don't know. I don't like, obviously I love Old Dominion, and like you mentioned, I bring up Same Motel. I love Same Motel too, but Same Motel might be in contention for my favorite artist ever. Sure. But. It's just a weird trend. But it's a weird trend, and it does kind of feel very money grabby. Like, I can release this, like, very like Taylor Swift, I can release this song this many times, and I can make this much more money because I've released it this many times. Or it's just prolonging the attention on it. Too. Yes, and I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I know it's not, like, the people that are making the songs that are making those decisions to be like, we should release them in these increments. Like, it's, like, the record companies, but I don't know. It feels a little feels a little it's too much and then also it's confusing it is a little confusing because <laughs> it'll be like this is a single off our new album it's like i heard this song last year yeah. like memory lane was probably on like this the album did not come out until september correct uh yes but the I, song the was probably on the single, radio maybe last year i i don't think you're incorrect about that hold on 
singles. Also, fun fact, you guys, this album uh, makes me think... January 5th, so... Okay, almost, almost. last year. This album makes me think about, um, in, in Clarville, Tennessee, there is a street called Memory Lane, you know? Where, no. It's where, where they do the fireworks. Ah, uh, yeah. It's right next to Drury Lane. Ah. Uh, like, where the Muffin where the, Man uh, lives. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I know him, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, everybody does. But yeah, yeah. and they, it's it's good. Um, you know, she mentioned Freedom Like You as a highlight. The actual title track is fine. Like, it's a little cookie cutter. Um, which is why it was on the radio almost last year. Yeah, which, you know, th- this album does have some other cookie cutter songs on it. But, like, other highlights, like I would say, like, Love Drunk and Happy, Stay Drunk. Um, witnessing a common theme here. Um <laughs> Different About You is really good, um, and a song called Hot Again. I don't know if you have any to add to that, but... Oh, well, I'm not looking at it like you are, but, I mean, I like the whole album. I wouldn't listen to Memory Lane on my own, but I'll, I'll when I go through the channels and I'm not finding anything and the highway's playing Memory Lane, I'll leave it on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, I mean, and, and I really liked it. I just think it was weird how they released it, but For that's sure. okay. I have not seen anything quite like the way that was released. I know, like, some other bands have done, like, some part things, but... Theirs was per- particularly peculiar, in my opinion. I also so. think, like, the difference between what they did this year and, like, what St. Motel did, releasing that album in three parts. St. Motel released it over three freaking years. Yeah. Or, like, four years. There was, was, was a like, a different. really long break, and it kind of felt like it was, like, maybe you should have waited until you finished this album. Very it true. felt like they didn't finish the album. I feel like Old Dominion may besides when Memory Lane came out in January, there was a there was a, a little bit of a break I think before like more singles came out, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to find their release date for the little sampler they had because the single came out in January then the sampler I want to say was like March it had four songs. Then I don't they, think that this album was like we didn't have the songs finished in the same degree that like the same motel one sure. was because this is this is eight months versus literally like yeah. four years because the sampler that had eight songs on it came out June twenty third and I thought that was gonna be it like I thought they were just gonna yeah release because an they EP. weren't acting like it was an album no there was no mention of it but then like a month later they were like yo this thing's coming out and I think it was actually October. Um, October 6th, so, I mean, it was a 10-month process for them to roll this out, so. Sometimes I'm like, let's just, let's just finish just, it up. Yeah, just wait. Just wait until it's done. And then put it out. I mean, I, I can understand a, the release of a single or two, but like a whole EP, or, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's a good choice for your number three. Anything else you have to add about that? Nope. Cool. Um, my number three is going to be So Much for Stardust by the band Fallout Boy. Came out March of twenty March twenty-fourth of twenty twenty-three. Um it felt like a bit of a comeback for them. Um, their previous album, Mania, the purple one, infamous purple one. Garbaggio. It's not good. <clears throat> and they know it. It's not good. I feel like they've acknowledged it. And even when we saw them, there was some kind of like, 
I mean, they didn't play a single song for Mania because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's it's garbaggio. It's not good, um, but you know. I, when that album came out, I was like, okay, Fall Out Boy's done. <laughs> That's it. I don't care about. They're them just gonna anymore. have they're to play done. greatest hits compilations for the rest of their tour and days. Yeah, I was like, they're done. Um, I'm never gonna pay them any money. Yeah. I, I this album's terrible. So I feel like that happened for a, like a lot of Fall Out Boy fans. I would think so um, because. I, when they first announced that this album was coming up with, like, the two singles they announced, I remember, like, thinking, like, those singles probably aren't good, and so I didn't, like, pay any mind to them, but then I think I accidentally left, like, the XM on one day, or I was like, oh, like, let's just kind of check it out, see what they're doing, like, I was bored one day, and I was like, wait, these are actually pretty good, like, the first two... Significantly better. The first two singles they released, I was like, wow, all right, sure. Um, and so, when the actual album came out, like, I... I don't. I don't think I waited up till midnight for this one, but I was definitely listening to it on release day, and I was I was impressed with a lot of a lot of the tracks from it. Um, it, but I also feel like it had a lot of initial buzz, but then like it's fallen off. Like I don't think anybody's really talking about this album anymore. And if you no. look at the streaming numbers, they're not really um, increasing in an astronomical way. But I also don't feel like you hear much on Alt Nation or Hits One anymore. Yeah. So. It, it kind of feels like Viva Less Vengeance, last year's Panic release, where it's like I don't know, I a lot like, of initial buzz, but it's kind of fallen off. Yeah, I feel like, I was about to say. So when Mania came out, and I was like, I'm done with Fall Out Boy, then, they, then Panic is advertising with Viva Less Vengeance. I'm like, crap, what if this is the same thing? <laughs> what if I hate it? What if it's bad? And then, then the first single came out, and I was like, I don't really First like single was, it. Yeah, the title track's fine. Um, I grew to like it, but then the second single came out, middle of a breakup, and I was like, I really kind of don't like it. And I was like, oh no, it is going to be the same thing. And then the full album came out, and I was like, no, I love it. I yeah. love it. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I really changed my mind about it, but I do think it was like kind of in that same way, but I don't think... Uh, yeah, I think you could compare it to Fall Out Boy's newest album, but definitely not to Mania, because yeah, that's some, some people... Like, some Panic people, like, really hated it. I know. It's just, like, for what, man? People, like, like, really hated it. And I think... I don't know. I don't think it's hateable. No. it, It's fun. Like, yeah, there are some tracks that aren't the best by any means, but there are some that are really good, like... Yeah, and also, like, it's artistic, but, like, also poppy, but, like, that's every single Panic album, yeah. so, like... and it's very, like, rock opera Yeah, I don't know why that upset people, but, like, some of those songs are, like, top tier. Right, and it was... I feel like everything he, Brendan Urie, wanted to do before, quote-unquote, calling it quits, like, it was... <laughs> he didn't really make it for anybody else, like, he made it for himself, yeah. it sounds like, so... Love how we're talking about an album from last year. Yeah. Oops. Um, but it, I think it's comparable to that album in that way where it it had a lot of buzz. It was like, Oh, panic's back. But, um, I feel like it's just fallen off. Um, but to me, it sounds like a marriage of two of their greatest albums, Fully Ado and Save Rock and Roll, because there are like poppy elements to it, but there is a lot of like return to the roots of like black fingernails and, you know, I'm, oh my god. I'm mysterious and where are you? Kind of <laughs> emo y. Um, and they had a fantastic tour to support it, and so much so that they've added like a whole second leg they're going out on in the spring. But some highlight tracks from it um, Fake Out, which has been a Monday Jam. It was like the Monday Jam after the album was released. It's a phenomenal track. Um, 
Love from the other side, um, a song called So Good Right Now and uh, Hold Me Like a Grudge are some of my favorites. Um, and five songs from this album actually ended up on my wrapped playlist. So wow. It was it was a good one. It was it was heavy rotation this year. So I was definitely like I liked it when you'd play it and come on the radio. I wasn't like choosing to listen to it on my own necessarily, but we talked about that a lot last week that I just oh, yeah. like follow along with Mike a lot. But um, when we went and saw them in concert, I was like, wait a second. It's they good. really, they really done something, and I was also just like shocked that like the concert was as good as it was. Yeah, and maybe that will maybe be a we'll topic for next week. Next week. Um, but what's your number two, Em? Um, my number two album, and if you told me I was gonna say this earlier this year when it came out, I may not <laughs> have thought that I would agree with you. <clears throat> but my number two album is going to be. What? what? <laughs> One Thing at a Time by Morgan Wallen. Wish I would've known about now You'd be good and gone And you'd leave us In a cloud of dust Can't you see what you're doing, girl? You know damn near everything I love Mike got me tripped up because earlier he was calling it by the name of the tour and then I almost said it. It was again. confusing, man. It but, is confusing. You know, it is what it is. Um, this, song, this album, um, far too long. Far too long. Way too long. It's got, what, 34 songs on it? Um, uh, 35 songs on it? It should have about seven. It's because they did the thing where they were like, oh, the album before it that was a quote-unquote double album was so successful that we should do it again. But it's Dangerous like, no. had way more good songs on it than 36 this album. tracks on this way album. Way too damn many. Way too um, many. But there are a few in there that are so good. Um, I obviously love everything I love. Mm -hmm. um, it's so good. But I think it is... I might subjectively the best song on the album. Um, I think most people who like Morgan Wallen but aren't like living in a trailer <laughs> would agree. Um, people that aren't like I just want to listen to the 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 drum the drum beat. Yeah, there's this thing now in some country artists where they like have to add a drum machine to like this really redneck sounding track, and it's just like, yeah, you don't yeah, really no. got to. And that. I don't. I want to put that out there. I like Morgan Wallen, but I don't like that. Like half of the album is that. It's maybe more, good. and like I don't like any of those songs. <laughs> um, like it's like the. Um, I think what thinking about me is real popular on the radio, yes. and it's got that. Um, uh, what. 180 lifestyle is like that. Yeah, it's like all... Like, Smothers. there's people who like Morgan Wallen, and they only like that trash, and then, like, the really sad ones. Yeah. And I can get behind some of the really sad ones, but I cannot get behind the trash. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because I also think it's boring. Like, yeah. a lot of them are boring. Like, if, if you could, like, make it fun, like throwback big mo up down definitely redneck trash not as bad as those songs but up down is fun like it's, fun. it's like fun to sing along to um it's not like these these songs i think are boring however the songs that i really like from the album i really like from the album yeah. everything i love tennessee fan of course i'm not one <laughs> i never would be one but that song is great um, me to me is great. It is an undercover Bob that one? 
Yes. I'm surprised so. it's not more popular than it is. Mm -hmm. um, the collab with uh, Eric Church. Yes. Good. Um, which was the Man Made a Bar featuring Eric Church was for some reason both Mike and I's number 98 on our top 100. Twins. So weird. I also feel like I didn't listen to that in enough for it to be in the top 100. Well, you know. But it is good. Um, but yes, so, and also like all the, most all of the original singles from before the album came out, I think are really good. One Thing at a Time is poppy, but it's not like, it's not the way that like the other ones are, that it sounds like it's trying to be trap. No. Um, but Thought You Should Know is a good ballad. Yeah, Thought You Should Know. And like Tennessee Fan was like, it was released last year when... When, yeah, when Tennessee when, yeah. Alabama. October 15th was yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not good. So, like, it's really good. Um, so the songs that I really like from it, I really like from it. But the rest of them, y'all can skip. Yeah, for sure. Anything <laughs> else to add to one thing at a time? We love Big Mo. <laughs> Gotta support Big Mo. Go hopefully. look at his reels on his Instagram page. They're pretty sick. Yeah, the reels do pop off. Um, hopefully his next album release won't have 40 songs on it. So yeah, someone needs to start telling, telling him Morgan no. no. Yeah. And as a huge Big Mo fan, top 1%. Would you be the person to I would be. That? I would be like, Morgan, like, I support let's you. Let's get and it I together. Think, but, but, but let's get it together. We need it. Because the only problem is, is that Dangerous was... There's probably only five core songs on it, and all the rest of them are the same song over and over again, but they're all pretty good. Yeah. One thing at a time was, like, you have, like, five core songs, and then the rest are terrible. Yeah. That's, so, that's a good someone, way to sum it Someone up. needs to be giving him some real-world advice. Indeed. Um, my number two, I think we can both maybe agree on, and I think it's also important to, Nord no, Nordis, um, to note that... Not, I think all of these could be interchanged. Like, yeah, we're like quote unquote ranking them, but I think they're just they're just significant enough for us to talk a little bit more in depth about it. Is just really the point that we're trying to make here. Um, but I think this is something we can agree on. Of course, my number two will be um, "The Dark" by the band Camino. August 11th, um, a sophomore release for them technically, because Try Hard is is technically an EP, although you don't like to to think about it. It just being seems an like EP. an album. Um, six songs from this album ended up on my raft of like the ten, I think. Um, obviously, a little bit of bias here, like <laughs> went to the dang like release party. Um, Babe, there's no such thing as bias when you're discussing opinions. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is how that works. Um, but some highlights, obviously, a former Monday Jam, Save My Life, um, song called Banger. Nova Kane, um, Three Month Hangover, and See You Later are all fantastic jams. But I think, like, there's not... So, to the person who made the comment on my, my rapped reel, um, that <laughs> you said you didn't really like the direction that the band was going um, for this album... I just don't really feel like they changed it up that much. No. Like, if you're trying to harp on the, like, the see you later kind of, like, poppy little disco-y kind of jams, then, like, that's kind of 
that you is know, their un- direction. That's unfortunate for you to hate on because I I think those are some really good tracks. Like I think I like you. See you later. Like that that's some fun stuff. Like they, also, I think I pulse. like you from their technically first album. Yes. So they've been in that direction. Right. So I don't I don't really know what quote unquote direction you're referring to, but like I think there are a lot of really good highlights on the dark that are really awesome tracks like the ones i mentioned and maybe that guy hates one direction and that's why he hates save my life maybe but i was also just blown away with like the live production on mm-hmm. this tour of literally like i thought it was quote unquote lights out no pun intended get it because it's the dark oh uh-huh. yeah um and so i i don't know it, it took them a while to make it it's obvious that they put some some work into it you know none of the songs are really over three minutes that's my only like complaint but um i think drum wise the 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 rhythm sounds are perfect um they they do that compressed guitar thing so well um i think there was an even better partnership between jeffrey and spencer's voices on this one like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I feel like this is them really, really solidifying their place in the music industry with this album, in my personal opinion. Absolutely. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like this album is pretty well-rounded. Like, sure, there's like the popular ones, but there's also the heavier ones. Oh, yeah. That are heavier than most other things they've, they've released. done. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I feel like they're just, like, really, like, owning being themselves. Like, they're just dudes, dudes who, like, want to get out there and have fun. Yeah. And I feel like they had lots of fun with this album. They sure did. And it was easy to see on on the stage as well. Um, I feel like chemistry for them is maybe at an all-time high. Um, and They really just seem like they're having so much fun. Right. And so I think, as a fan, very rewarding to, to see them in that, in that element, um, namely, so... I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a good release, and that's not... Obviously, person who commented, you're welcome to your own opinions, obviously, but I think there's We're also... We're also grateful for the comment, you know? Oh, yeah, no, literally. Hit like, us up. Good, this gives us more to talk about. Literally, just to have something comment. to talk about. So, like, <laughs> shout out to you. Honestly, hope you're having a great day, um, wherever you are. Um, and he said... There, that was the first part of the comment, but the second part was, like, that he really does like the big me. Oh, yeah, for sure. That we're, we'll let it be known we're not crapping on you, bud. Like we're just, you know, bringing up a, an interesting point that you 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 raise, um, and so yeah, it's. I don't think the Bank Camino is old enough to be like, oh, they should go back to their old yeah, stuff. No. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like their old stuff was that much different than Absolutely than what was released not. this year. So I don't know. You gotta you gotta let a band kind of run its course. You gotta let them um, kind of figure out. The image they want and all the phases they want to go through because I think that's a really rewarding experience as a fan because, you know, if Springsteen released Born in the USA, you know, in different fonts 20 different times, like he wouldn't have had the audience that he has or, Mm -hmm. you know, if Pink Floyd released Dark Side of the Moon over and over in different fonts, like they wouldn't have the, the same audience they have today, like part of why music is so great is that it is constantly evolving um, and people kind of see it in different ways and want to take it different places and I think also, that's a rewarding experience. I feel like if you're an artist right now, you want to have different things happening with every album because one day you can go on an Eras tour. Right. Don't you want that? I mean, like, I mean, not to keep going back to it, but like Panic at the Disco, every album is like a different genre. Every yeah. album is its own piece of art. Yeah. 
And that's what people appreciate about that. It calls for its own aesthetic and, you know, artistic demands. Yes. And I I think that, like, also relating it to to T-Swizzle, but, you know, like, when she, long ago, was like, I am no longer a country artist. Like, I will not play country music. That pissed people off. But, like, now she's like... Those are part. That's part of me. Like these are my. Yeah, it's part of the evolution. And so I think that as long as you're not like. Some some artists these days might be. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you like, you're like I'm I'm not that anymore. You you. I don't know. There's they like reject their own image. Yes, like when you reject yourself from the past publicly. There's a word I'm looking for, I can't remember. But, like, there's there's a certain artist recently who's done that. And that will ah, upset people. It will. No matter the Especially reason, it's upsetting. Especially if that's why they fell in love with Yes, you. if you're like, I'm not that person anymore. Like, unless not, you did not, something bad, obviously. You're not gonna, but like, you're not gonna sell tickets. <laughs> yeah, no. So as long as you're just like, like... I'm having a new a new era of my of my musical career. Yeah, I feel like you should be able to appreciate all of it. Indeed. Um, but what's your number one, M? My number one album is the album by the Jonas Brothers. guys this has been buckle up the year of the jonas brothers um first off best concert i've ever been to sorry spoiler alert for next week <sighs> but oh my now God. they're not gonna listen to the episode i know week, y'all yeah. are what in the, the y'all are in the the pod for mike <laughs> not for me um i'm just a comedic relief um but um, yeah because i'm not funny yeah I, I need your help <laughs> um that's all i am um but um, it's so good. And here's the thing. I, until this album, have been like, you know, like the Jonas Brothers are awesome. I'm so glad they're back together. But like, I just want to hear them play old Joe Bros stuff. Like, Happiness Begins, I like it. But I wasn't like in love with it. Like, I, I was, it was like, good. Was it was good. I liked it. And I, it also just was exciting that it existed. But I wasn't like... Oh my god, this is so good. But this new album is so good. I actually have found myself like going back and like listening to all the songs on it. Um, obviously we've talked about it on the pod a lot, but Walls is so good. But there's more than just Walls. The only song on it that I don't like is the number one single from it, Waffle House. Waffle House is annoying as hell. Yeah. But the singles that are, like, out now that are circulating from it, like, Summer Baby is really cute. Um, the song with Bailey Zimmerman, though. That's, like, a new single. It's not on that oh, album. Oh, it's not on that album? No, it's not on that album. I thought it was. No, it is not. Um, not. It, like, got released, like, two weeks ago. You'd be correct about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. The, but, um, Miracle, it's really good. Like, it's, it's... It's also just, like, easy listening. The song Little Bird that's, like, about their daughters is beyond precious. So cute. <laughs> Will make you tear up. Um, especially, you know, 
Joe's taking it to his daughters, and now he's divorcing their mom. Jeez. I think (laughs) she's divorcing him. I think they're getting divorced. Oh, it's it's a mutual. Yeah, but y'all, don't at me. It's her fault. It's not Joe's. (laughs) We stand with Joe. I stand with Joe. She's out there partying instead of taking help and take care of their kids. Bastard. I don't care how old how old she is. Everybody's like, she's she, he married her too young. She didn't get to live her life. She just wants to live her life. I'm like, I don't care. She could have said no. And then she had his babies. I mean, but like as a as a fan, a lifelong fan of the band, for you, like it's it's got to be an, a rewarding experience to see like how they've evolved from like year three thousand to. Like walls, right? Absolutely. Like, that's that's quite the the trajectory. It does group. feel very grown up. It's it's very sweet. Like the only the only two qualms I have is that a Waffle House is not good, and that Waffle House is what people think of when they're thinking of this album. So they're not thinking there About is the really stuff. good stuff on it. And B, it is semi-difficult to listen to the things that Joe says on this album and the things that they advertised about this album and how it was about being, you know, good husbands and good dads and, like, they released this album and now they're getting divorced. Like, that's kind of crazy. It's like, man, this wasn't real. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) But the songs themselves are awesome. Um, The sentiment behind them may not have been real, but I guess it's real for Nick to his... You know, 12 they, years older than him, cougar wife. And intended it, but alas, <laughs> sometimes life throws you curveballs. Yep. So, that's good stuff. You learn to swerve. Yeah, life throws you curves, but you learn to swerve. <laughs> uh, for my number one, I will be picking, um, you guessed it, um, the album Subtitles for Feelings by today's Monet Jam artist, Patrick Droney. Who guessed um, it? With the song... Uh, shotgun rider. Came out August 25th. Another sophomore release that we're discussing here. Um, four songs showed up on my Wrapped, and I really enjoyed this release from him. Um, I've, I would say that like the single sat with me very well before it came out, um, and I was just like. Other than the the Bank Caminos release, it was probably my most anticipated release of the year um, because he had an album drop two years ago, um, State of the Heart. That was fantastic, technically his first album. Um, and so I was just, I was hungry for more um, <laughs> with this one. And it's it's really good because he, as a songwriter, is like an, a very observant human being. Like he very much clings on to like the little things in life that, Sometimes you may not give much thought to, but he like expands a whole world upon them. Um, but it's it's built on the concept that like these little moments of life require some additional like subtitles based on like your feelings or like your reflections on certain events. Like sometimes they're not always like you know superficial whenever you reflect back on on them or when you ever whenever you tell stories to other people. Like they require a bit of bit of more perspective and, and more subtitles to what um, occurred during those events or those stories or anything like that, those memories. Um, and I think the song Memories is a fantastic example of this because, like, it's it's interesting to think about. The ones that, one, the concept of memory is, like, you know, like, I remember a lot of things from my childhood very well, but, you know, sometimes you can second-guess yourself. It's like, did I make that up or did it come off in a different way or like do I just remember it wrong or 
you know, I feel like whenever you have conversations with family members, it's like, that didn't happen. It's like, yes, I, I can swear on my life that it happened and it happened in this way and, and things along, Absolutely. The, along those lines. And my so, mother really claimed she didn't scream at me for getting a B in my graded paper packet, but she did. <laughs> well, I know you did, Mom. <laughs> Jerry's still out on that, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's it's a fantastic example of, like, just that overall idea of, like, you know, memories aren't a physical property, but, like, if they were, like, what does that look like? And, you know, how, how long can your brain store them? Or, like, you know, when, when we're gone, where do they go? Like, are they, like, physical pieces? Or is it just more tied to our spirits and, and what have you? So I think he's just a very, like, reflective and observant lyricist. And I think that really comes out um, in this album. Um, there are some, like, deeply personal tracks that aren't the most accessible, but... Um, some of the others like just just hit like so well. Um, I think that's the case of today's Monday Jam. Like it's a very cute, upbeat, like mm-hmm. awesome song that I I do not know why is not played more. Um, the album itself has great visuals as well. Like if you go watch a music video for this song, Shotgun Rider, but then also um, a tune called Go Getter. Like very well like directed and and shot and. You know, it's just him kind of screwing around New York. But yeah, it, but they feel genuine and yeah, personal. Exactly. Cute. And I think that's something that I really enjoy about him as an artist. And, you know, mo- if not all of the songs are over three minutes, so there's a lot of breathing going on um, to the composition of these tracks. Um, but some highlights, obviously, today's Monday Jam, um, the song Go Getter, um, Caroline, um, which has been an honorable mention in the past, um, Wild Horses Running, and a song called Poems and Apologies, I think, are all great examples of why this album is fantastic. Um, Alrighty, listeners, now you have a moment to think about what did you think of when you heard this song in the beginning? Who does it sound like? Okay, whatever. I'll take take the criticism. I'm I'm sure he's aware. It's not of that a as criticism. Well. It's just it's just if you didn't know that there was some dude who sounded exactly like John Mayer, who sang songs that sound like John Mayer wrote them, then you would think that this was John Mayer, and you'd be like, why does he sound ever so slightly different? Because he's like raspier, and a no, little I'm, a little more personal. No, I don't mean why does the, no. I mean you would listen to this and you'd be like, John Mayer sounds a little different in this song. Uh, <laughs> got it. But uh, it yes, doesn't mean it's not good. It's I true. like John Mayer. It's derivative, um, very derivative. But I do think there are some unique pieces to it, um, as previously stated. But um, he is also just—he is a good guitar player. Like he, yes. he does—he does phrase things a little differently than Mayer. Um, and so, but yes, it is derivative. So that might explain why I enjoy it so much. <laughs> but that's fine. I'm at least self-aware of what yes, I enjoy. Yes. Yes. So. I just think we need to acknowledge it on the pod. That's fair. But My whole family would be like, that song sounds like John Mayer. That's fair. but We're um, a John Mayer fan club. Yeah. I mean, he put Patrick Drowning puts on a good show. Like, we went and saw him in Birmingham last year, and we were, like, five feet away from him. It was, like, awesome. He, he did a phenomenal job um, and missed him on this past tour. But, like, man, he's, he's a really good performer as well. So I want, to, want that to be known. But... That's our top three for albums of the year. Woohoo. Looking forward to a 2024 and more exciting releases on the horizon. How about that? Absolutely. Um, what is your everyday jam for the week, Miss E? Well, in the same vein as, you know, talking about my top album being the album by the Jonas Brothers, um, 
like I told you all last week, keep it a little bit Christmassy around here during December. All my everyday jams are going to be Christmas songs because I've been listening to some Christmas music. Tis so the season. I'm, tis the season. So ho, ho, I'm, ho. Don't, don't you call me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> so I'm going to go with Like It's Christmas by the Jonas Brothers. It's a cute Christmassy bop. I think with that one, like, it's good, and it's hard as a new artist to re- release a good Christmas song. That's yeah, some new. of them are just icky. Yeah, it's it's extremely difficult. So, like, when good ones come along, you're like, dang, like, it takes a lot because, you know, Christmas music as a, as a genre is so solidified in what it is. And so when you, mm-hmm. like, have to break break into that as an artist, that's extremely difficult. So yeah. it's, it's commendable when you do. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your major minor chords of the week to close us out? Um, my minor chord is if somehow we bought a defective Keurig. It's um, tough. I'm currently absolutely pissed about it. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. You're gonna leave here in a little bit. I'm gonna be doing some research <laughs> on this Keurig because this one, if something's wrong with it, Keurig is gonna freaking fix it. Okay? <laughs> because they're gonna hear. It I don't from think you. we talked about this on the last podcast, but our old Keurig. I know Keurigs they they die out after a while. Like eventually, you do have to replace that, them, and we've had it for like mark, two yeah. and a half years. So I get it. It's kind of like the lifespan of my old Hedgehog. You know, <laughs> lasted about as long. Um, but. Yeah, it, like, up and died. Mike made a cup of coffee in the morning, and then we're on different schedules because I work at night, so I usually have coffee at, like, noon. And um, it didn't want to work. <laughs> um, yeah, and died. so I, like, called Keurig, and they were like, oh, like, well, it's out of warranty, and it sounds like it's an electrical issue, and sorry, sucks to suck you to buy a new Keurig. And so we bought this new Keurig at Costco, and we're so excited about it because it works so fast. And, and then so today, And it's cute. And today it starts spurting water everywhere. And I think there was a ground in my coffee. So now I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And we, and literally, this all happens. Our Keurig breaks on the day we start our K-Cup advent calendar. On yeah. December freaking 1st. Are you kidding me? So we have to have a Keurig. Yeah, it's it's tough. So I gotta do some some digging. Figure mm-hmm. out, maybe maybe we're just, maybe we've done something. Maybe Costco came with a warranty. <laughs> I don't, oh. I hope so. Anyway, um, what about your major? Oh, oh yeah. I just Something got so peeved out. about the Keurig. As um, you can tell, Em is not a passionate person, really, ever. So yeah. Mike always gets upset because I'll start talking. It could be something that doesn't matter at all, but I'll get all passionate about it. We'll be in public, and he'll be like, people think that you're yelling at It me. looks like if you like were an observer to our conversation, you would look at your body language and mine, and you would think that you were yelling at me. <laughs> Which and I you, never and you could am. Be, you could be talking about something completely ridiculous, like <laughs> the status of, I would the, of the price of ivory in freaking Zambia. And it's like, you look like you're yelling well, at me. Well, they got the poachers out there. They don't need... The poachers. I'm sure ivory is, is plentiful. <laughs> um, anyways, um, my major chord is that tomorrow we are going to the premiere of the 30 for 30 I worked on Woo! last summer as an intern. And so I got invited time. to the premiere. And at first I didn't have a plus one. I was going to have to go by myself. And I was very upset about it. And then not enough people RSVP'd and they gave me a plus one. So Mike gets to come with me. We're going to get to go to a movie premiere, which is so cool. I Take bought an outfit. 
Uh, move Daryl. Gonna Darryl, be there with a movie review. Emma's got an alternate ego of Daryl, the movie reviewer. Yeah, he so. talks like this. He's got a movie review. Um, so he'll let you know. Um, but I'm so excited. We'll get to look so cute. And it's in New York. And then some of our friends are here. Um, well, not here because we're in On Connecticut. Vacation. But they came up to Manhattan for the weekend. And we're going to see them afterwards. So tomorrow will be a great day. For sure. And we're going to uh, eat pizza. Oh, yeah. I love pizza. Um, minor, I'm sick. We, we discussed that, though. Um, it's not the worst cold I've ever had, obviously, um, but it's I still... think you just needed a break. Yeah, for sure. And it's, Your body it, said you needed a break. the time, like, it's like 20-some-odd degrees outside, so it makes sense. Um, major fun weekend ahead. Um, on top of that, my parents are also visiting. We've got some fun stuff playing. Um, but I also finished my 17th book of the year. Let's go. Um... Was 15 was your goal, right? 15 was the goal. So I'm trying to think about what should next year's goal be. That's um, somewhat pushes myself a little bit more. 24. But 24? Two wow. books a month. Okay, maybe. We'll see. Stay tuned. Um, but I finished My F and Life by Gay Lee. And the experience of reading it all, one, like the experience of going to like the book tour thing, like opening night, like that was pretty awesome. But the experience of reading the book was unmatched and I already wish I could like experience it for the first time again. Um, it's, it's a phenomenal memoir and reflection on, um, one of my idols lives. Um, and so it was just really cool to like get in, get in his head on a lot of experiences that he had and see it from his point of view. Um, but it's a, it's a phenomenal book. So that was, that was my major of, of having that experience. I'm um, finishing it this week. But that's going to do it for us. Um, honorable mentions already mentioned and honored. Um, but as we said next week, we're going to be continuing our reflection on the year. So feel free to join us for that as well. Um, we'll share some stories, have some laughs, and have a good time as per usual. But um, we appreciate the listen, appreciate the follow, um, and we shall see you next week.